Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, April 13, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have a bullish day on our hands, and we're going to have to go back to a few things that we've been discussing recently. They're eating time off the clock up in this zone. As long as they stay above the breakup candle low, 404.55, there's no trouble in paradise. If they did get below that, other things begin to happen. We also have the inverse head and shoulders pattern that is obviously active, Here is your left shoulder, there is your head, goes up here, your left or right shoulder, pardon me, your other left, your right shoulder is there, the breakout was here, we talked about this long before it happened, and this has a target that's higher than these highs here. What's the next place of overhead resistance? We talked about it a few times already while they're up here, the next major places just short of, and the mathematical thing The number of the number is 414.85, give or take. We're going to call it 415 for argument's sake. It's a big fat round number, or at least a semi-fat round number. So therefore, we'll use 415 as the next target. They didn't get there today. They're close. Could they get there tomorrow? Could they have a rug pull event? All that stuff. We're going to go through some of the nuances on the shorter-term charts. Yesterday was what we call a fake sell-off day. We talked about it ad nauseum in the room today, the live trading room, and once the market begins getting above certain things that become the intraday pivot, we know the bulls are firmly in control. That was the case in the live room today. Remember the weekly chart we discussed? We looked at yesterday's down day, and then we looked at the weekly chart, and we said, but wait a minute, they're just eating time off the clock. They're not really doing anything. And that was true, and here they are trying to break to the upside. Why else do I bring this up? Because, remember, here they made an attempt for the 100-period moving average. They missed. They sold off. Now they're up there again. Did they come up to fail again, or did they come up to bust through and go somewhere else? Where is the somewhere else? Well, look what you have here. You have a breakdown candle high. It's 419.96. We'll call it 420. Then you have a gap over here that's open at 422.14. So somewhere in that zone is where they're likely headed, whether it's here or a little bit higher. It's above the 100 period moving average. Can they get significantly above that? They can get above it. They can test this pivot up here. Where does that bring price? Well, I have to get rid of the line to tell you where exactly it is. And the number is for 31.73. Can they get all the way up there? Well, we don't know. It's unlikely anytime soon, but anything is possible. Remember, next week is options expiration week. And what do we always say? Repeat after me. Weird stuff happens. Let's use the 120 minute chart to do a quick lesson on what happens if. What happens if you wake up and the market's selling down a little bit on Friday? Where are they headed? What's the first likely place? Unless they're already underneath it, but what's the first likely place? Well, it's 412. Now, how do I know that? I'm going to show you. Market ran up to here. It's just short of 412, and it was rejected. Market came back 
to 412. It's a little over 412, 41217, and it was rejected yesterday. The market went up today. It eclipsed the high it couldn't get above twice. That becomes, by definition, a breakout area. And if you stretch out the chart a little bit, Here's a 30-minute chart, for example, and we'll just use this one here around 412, give or take. And this is your spot where they would come back to run a test of. Now, if they did that and they bounced off of it, that's bullish. It's setting up for another run higher. If they can't and they came underneath it and they started spending time underneath it, five minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour, hour, and so on, then that was essentially another potential failed breakout, and we would look for some other things on the downside, and that's something that inside the number members would have at their disposal slash fingertips. Back to the daily chart, above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. We've got the inverse head and shoulders pattern. The thing was bullish as long as they stayed above the breakup candle low. They never even came close, and here they are pushing higher. There's a destination in mind, whether it's 415, whether it's 418, whether it's 422, something is in mind. The market is headed to a destination. Once it reaches that destination, though, if it matches up with time, time is more important than price, that could produce a whopper of a reaction in the other direction. Stay tuned for that. The swing trading folks will have a beat on that information. I've got my antennas up. Yesterday's email title, for example, subject line was something like, the wall of worry is slippery. And what that means is the market always climbs the wall of worry, but eventually it grabs onto a brick that slides out and they fall back down. But you don't know exactly where that brick is going to be. We have an idea. I've got some numbers in mind. I have some time in mind. We're not there yet. Are they going to give us the perfect setup at the exact time, at the exact place, it's unlikely, it rarely ever happens like that, but sometimes they'll come close and that'll be good enough. Inside the numbers today, today was a one-way ticket for the market. It basically just took off. In the live room, inside the numbers, a couple of scalp trades here and there, nothing staggering. It wasn't one of those Whopper Junior slash Whopper days. It was more of a trend following type of day. We did have some traders long today. We had a couple of traders scalp short a couple of times. We had some traders that rode it up from one number to another, but there was no bona fide, hey, here's the morning trade, look at this whopper. Nothing like that today. It was basically a trend day up for the most part, and those don't happen a lot. They happen once in a while. They don't happen a ton of times, meaning where almost every candle is just nonstop upward, and that pretty much happened today within reason. So here's what we're going to do with Inside the Numbers. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. There's nothing really that I have to point out here that's staggering. I just want you to see if you're interested to actually see what was in here. And if you're that inclined, and some of you are, we talked about it in the live room today. We have a member named Ron that did actually pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, double check the work, and then found himself in the live room after he figured out that, hey, there's something here more than meets the eye. Thanks, Ron. Ron's a longtime member. Ron's been a member of Inside the Numbers. Ron does a lot of his own work in the S&P. He augments it with mine. Ron is very good at what he does. Ron actually nailed a number on his own today. Kudos where kudos is due. 
And by the way, nothing even happened from a stocks on the move perspective. We had two on the board, neither hit their numbers, so they're just basically no trades. It was hog and fast. Fast came close, but not close enough. What's going on over in Camp IWM? So we had that run a test yesterday of a breakdown candle high, and today we have what's called an inside day. It was a positive day. It was a positive day with no relative strength against the SPY. It was basically up on par with the SPY. Nothing wrong with that. We're just noticing. An inside day is the high of today and low of today was inside the high and low of yesterday. Nothing we can really read into that. It's just a positive day. They're eating some time off the clock. If they stay above this 20-period moving average, just under 175, they're okay for another potential push into these moving averages. If the S&P is moving up into its potential numbers, then guess what? The IWM will likely be headed into these moving averages as well. By the way, what do we have here that we talk about all the time? Maybe haven't talked about it in quite a while, but guess what? A leg up, B leg down, C leg will complete above the high of the A leg when and if they get there. They're not there yet, but this is one of your classic ABC type patterns. No secret, I didn't invent it, it just is what it is. While they can be moving up into those moving averages, we must understand that they're not into and above those moving averages, and therefore, they're below these three moving averages, above the 20, which is the shortest term moving average. So below these moving averages is still the trend is your friend, and the trend is down. Same routine on the weekly chart. We don't want to lose sight of the fact that this is one of these bearish, flaggish, wedgish kind of things under the moving averages, this will normally result in another ensuing move in the southern direction. However, there's nothing to say that it can't look like this when it's all said and done. So let me redraw that. You have the bottom channel here, and let's say the top channel goes like this. Let's say it's up here, and it winds up up into these moving averages and then falls down. So maybe it's up for another week and then falls down. That is another possibility. So don't be fooled and don't think it has to happen right away. It's just what's happening now doesn't mean it's over, doesn't mean it won't continue, and it doesn't mean they won't get above these moving averages. We don't know, we don't project, we just look at what's going on, we take the information in, and we treat the information at face value. What about the folks down at the Transportation Department? Non-participatory in the rally today. Why is that? Well, this is my favorite canary in the coal mine. We don't really need to know why that was, all we need to know is that it was. Let me show you something I'm looking at that's interesting. This is a long-term chart. It's a monthly chart. So therefore, nothing happens immediately on the monthly chart. But when I see stuff that stands out to me, I take notice. So this is standing out. This high here, big tail. Then all of a sudden, you have a little tail or a littler tail than this and a lower high. Now, whether they move up or not from here a little bit doesn't really matter. The concept off this monthly chart is you have a high, a lower high, and is this going to actually produce a down move? Maybe they go a little higher, maybe they get back above this 20-period moving average, but right now they're below, and I can't unsee this information. Yeah, actually, if you want to do drill down a little farther, this is a third lower high. So you have one, two, three lower highs, and this is really a bearish kind of setup. Remember, the transports are my favorite canary in the coal mine, second favorite market leading indicator next to what? Camp IWM.
It's not like they got killed today or anything. They're down 33 points, a quarter of 1%. That's not the issue. The issue is relative weakness and what's going on on some of the other charts that people don't necessarily look at. Plus, they don't even know that this is the canary in the coal mine. By the way, for those of you that don't know, why is that? Because the transports are what move stuff and people around the U.S. economy and around the world. So if stuff's not moving around, if the contraction of stuff, or if there is a contraction of stuff moving around, that's a signal for what's going on in the economy. And the flip side. So if the transports are pulling back, whether it be the rails, whether it be UPS and FedEx, two big daddies, trucking companies, that's part of the heartbeat of America, the trucks running across the country back and forth, delivering your stuff the last mile or a whole lot of miles. All that stuff is a gauge of the economy, like it or not. It's never changed. It's not about to change. Canary in the coal mine. What about the Q people? Couldn't even touch the 20-period moving average, those weaklings. That was yesterday. Today, they're right back to what they were doing. What are they doing? Very simply. They're just eating time off the clock. That's it. Getting ready for another move higher. The trend is your friend. They're above all the moving averages. This is in an uptrend. Same story, but different from the spiders. They were eating time off the clock on the weekly chart. They're still doing that. If they can eclipse these highs over here from the last couple of weeks... They're going to go right back into this moving average and challenge this pivot high over here, 334, maybe it's 332, maybe it's 335, but something in that neighborhood is really the next major objective for the Q people. And by the way, this isn't lost on me. There's unfinished business at 322, 86, 85, 323 in that camp. Unfinished business. They had a choice. They could have hit it two weeks ago. They didn't. They could have hit it last week. They didn't. They could hit it this week. They may or may not. They could hit it next week. They may or may not. It's unfinished business. Doesn't mean they have to stop there, but it means they got to get there. Financials are starting to edge up. You're going to have the financials start to report earnings, I believe, beginning tomorrow. It generally starts, and I haven't looked it up yet, it generally starts with JP Morgan, Bank of America, maybe PNC. Wells Fargo, three or four tomorrow, maybe a few more, and then next week, and then you get the flood of earnings. You get earnings that come, what I like to say, fast and furious for the next several weeks. Look out for stocks on the move. Those will come fast and furious as a result. So we're not going to take too much away from the financials today. They're going to likely move over the next couple of days based on how the market reacts to what the financials reporting is and what their forward-looking stuff is. However the market reacts, it reacts. If it reacts positive, it's going to bring the whole market up with it. If they react negative, they could bring the whole market down with them. I believe a lot will be hinging on the financials beginning tomorrow. What about Smash Mouth? How about a little relative weakness? So we have a couple of things going on out there. we got the transports. Have to pay attention. We have the SMH or Smash Mouth. Philadelphia Semiconductor Index, a little bit of relative weakness today. Now, on a big up day, you would think that, and especially since the Qs were up almost 2% today, you would think Smash Mouth would be participating, and they weren't. They were participating, but with relative weakness, meaning they were up 8 tenths of 1% against the Qs up almost 2%, and the SPY up 1.3%. So that's of note. That's a puzzle piece, and it has to be on the table. They're a good proxy for the tech space. 
And if the SMH, for example, or the semis, as they're called, are going to start going down for whatever reason, if they unravel, everything else is coming to follow. It's not as good of a proxy for me as the transports, but it's a pretty darn good proxy nonetheless. And I could be misusing the term proxy, but it's somewhat of an indicator. It's a leading indicator. Not an indicator like from Joe's Indicator Shop, where you buy him for $39.95. It's an indicator of sorts indicating what's going on under the covers of the market. That's different. That's something you don't need to put on your screen. This is what's called old school stuff. Us dinosaurs still have a couple of tricks up our sleeve. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.